Get ready for non-stop action. Get ready for non-stop excitement. They're doing the job possibly nobody wants. Watching every canon film and analyzing them. To death. Frank Garcia Hale. Jeff Garlock in The Canon Canon. Naksu Cow. Naksu Cow. Naksu Cow. Welcome to The Canon Canon. My name is Jeff Garlock. And I am Frank Garcia, kickboxer Hale. Ooh, the ultimate kickboxer. That's right. Ooh, and baby, that's <laughs> right. This is this is a big one. We've, we're finally here, Jeff. I mean, here is the craziness of the Canon Canon. <laughs> what are we doing with our trajectories sometimes? <laughs> like, I mean, we are over a year into this podcast, and there are certain movies we have talked about that's insane that we have not gotten to them. We yet. don't want to blow our load. That is very true. You look at the Canon list, and you really don't want to blow your load. Because, For lack of a better term. Yes. There is no better term other than blow your load. There's literally no better term. That's it. <laughs> and people are turning off the podcast now. And now, <laughs> but you should turn it back on because yes, yeah, we're doing a big one. We're doing a JCVD classic. Mm. Maybe the second most popular JCVD. It's hard to arguably, uh, arguably, and we will let's find use, people to argue with about that. Let's use the classic. Let's get into arguments. Term. Yeah, let's do it. You know what? Internet, come at us. Debate me. <laughs> this is a one way street. Fuck you. But. <laughs> Uh, today, Ben Shapiro, <laughs> you just got Shapiro. <laughs> today we are covering Dry Wife. Sorry. <laughs> today we are covering finally 1989's Kickboxer. 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 And yeah, I am uh, beyond excited to cover what could arguably be called Bloodsport Number Two. Oh. Um, uh, oh, yeah, just, that's right. Yeah. Like, as a movie. Uh, again, listing off another movie that it's insane that we have not covered Kickboxer yet. <laughs> I mean, covered Bloodsport yet. Yeah, we're gonna. Um, uh, it, it's, you know, yeah, we're keeping the goods. But, yeah, today is Kickboxer, and uh, we said it right before we started, Frank, actually. You were like, I bet you've seen this a billion times, mm-hmm. which I think I have. I mean, how many have... have have you watched Kickboxer before this? I, I've a only lot? no, not a lot, but I have seen it. Uh, I did a double feature. Uh, we had <clears throat> my cousin and I lived next door to each other, and we had neighbors who uh, they were an older couple, but their grandkids were over all the time, and they were our age. Right. So we were like close friends with them, and we would always hang out there, and they would. They had the kind of like grandparents and parents that'd be like, yeah, rent whatever you want. <laughs> right. And that's where we would see a lot of like the horror movies and yep. stuff like that that we didn't watch with our family. But uh, our family wasn't really into like violent movies or sexual, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of nature movies. So that's where we'd see those movies. <laughs> right. right. And uh, I remember they rented Return of the Living Dead 3. Nice. And uh, Kickboxer. So we did a double feature of that, and we just like gorged on just junk, and we just had the best fucking time. I mean, here's the thing, Frank. We are parents, and we try our best to raise our children <laughs> well. It's pointless. Uh, yeah. It really, there's always will be at least 
one or two of those dudes <laughs> who would be like, oh, you don't do this? We do this. Come right. here. Come watch I Spit on Your Grave. Exactly. And you're like, fuck, no. And fucking, and, 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 we ha- and people have a radar for it. I mean, kids, especially kids, just have a radar for finding that kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I was trying to think, because here's my thing with Kickboxer. I'll start right away with my, it's not necessarily a beef with it. I've realized as I was watching Kickboxer this time, a beef attached to your leg so a dog can chase you. <laughs> yes. I was training while I was watching it wearing uh, Fred Flintstone shorts <laughs> um, with a nice cut of veal just hanging off of my thighs. <laughs> oh, that's a good cut there. Oh, oh, what are you milk. doing? Put it on a grill. Hey, we do some milk-fed veal. We get it chased by a dog, and then we put it on a grill. That's how we do it at this restaurant, the Kickboxer restaurant. So I realized watching it that so, like, growing up, I had, like, a big thing with JCVD. I've talked about this before. Bloodsport was my number one. I would watch all of them with my aunt, Nancy, uh, who I introduced to JCVD and Bloodsport. And then all of a sudden became, like, a thing where she would take me to see uh, the, the various movies uh, by him in the theaters. But I also realized, because I loved Bloodsport so much as a kid... Every other JCVD movie got the short end of the stick. Yeah. In my mind as a kid, they all were a lot worse. <laughs> Cyborg being different case where it's, I'm glad we verified that it's still kind of stinky. Um, but they all kind of got like in this weird category where I was like, always like, I love JCVD so much. But I think all the rest of his movies are just fine. Mm-hmm. And I think for the first time, truly... And this is why we do this podcast. As an adult, I was able to watch Kickboxer and be like, Jeff, relax, baby. This is a fun fucking movie. (laughs) And every single moment that happened, I was like, wait a second. You loved this when you were 14, too, you monster. Uh, (laughs) I mean, because also I said it at the beginning, especially watching it now, I don't think I ever fully realized it really is like a redo of Bloodsport. (laughs) Like, I mean, it's the same director's. Yeah, it's all of the same people, same music, same music. composer, <laughs> uh, who apparently I didn't realize he really only did mostly those two movies. Yeah, uh, Paul Herzog, I believe. Is oh, his name. okay. Yeah, uh, he's now like a high school teacher. He teaches like in California somewhere. Like, oh, he's, like he he's the smart man and just became like, <laughs> he's a, a smart a, man, a legitimate yeah. <laughs> job. Um, but it seems like he really only did those two movies, and I'll verify that in a couple minutes. I'm sure, but uh, it's like same composer, same. Uh, uh, style of songs when there's a song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, has Stan Bush, which <laughs> yeah. is insane. Yeah, here's also the craziness of me. Even now, I remember when I I don't think I ever completely realized Stan Bush did most of the songs of that are the song songs in this. Yeah, and I, when I realized that last night, I went, "Wow, <laughs> big get." <laughs> Good and, for you. Yeah, good for you, Kickboxer. Yeah. Little upstart film. <laughs> the thing is, no, Stan Bush wasn't like big. I mean, it was just like, I think it wasn't too hard to get Stan Bush then. That, at that time, too. Especially. Like, yeah, at, at 89, that was something I had to remind myself because I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, this is very like typical of that time. There are a lot of songs that sound like other songs. Yes. I was like, of that time. And then I was like, wait a minute. We're getting into the 90s here. The font. This is... The font and the titles were like a harsh reminder that we're getting into the 90s. Because I was like, what? Those look oddly 
modern. Yeah. I know we're saying modern is 89. I know, right? 30 years ago, almost. (laughs) In terms of canon, I think it just, it struck me. There was just something in the colors and even just the font choice that I was like, this is definitely 90s font. Yeah. This is later and it is starting to be, it's 89. So it's also past, it's the end of canon's heyday. Oh, yeah. I mean, and we will get into, this is also a canon group distributed. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so it has all the hallmarks of a canon, but it's also a lion's gate. Yeah. Um, and it's just, but also has some crazy marketing moves that canon does, which is great. But yeah, yeah, that Stan Bush, I was like, oh, I I was like, oh yeah, that's more of the 85 era, but it's 89. It's like, no, that makes sense. Even 85. It's not like it's a huge get. Like, it's like, I bet No, but I mean like the style. Yeah. But it's like it's I think it what what it was is like it solidified in my brain that uh I still have a weird idea of how the world in Hollywood works. <laughs> so like even of like whatever small level of being in the industry, whatever it is, I yeah. still will get sucked in and be like, Stan Bush, big get, bet you that bet you <laughs> that took some real finagling. Like I think it was like I can write you a check for like two grand. Like, well, like, he's doing the state fair circuit. He's a little busy. Um <laughs> Okay, he yeah. can shit out some basic lyrics that kind of tell you the plot yeah. of the movie as it's Okay, on Wednesday, he's uh, judging a wet t-shirt concert. Uh, <laughs> I think on Thursday, he should be free. Let's do it. And we are saying this as huge Stan Bush fans. Oh, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. All, uh, halfway through, I was like, it's insane I do not own the soundtrack. And I was then, thinking that exact same thing. I was like, I wonder if Jeff is going to get the soundtrack now. The sad part is, it's like, it, yeah, it's harder to get because 89. It's like the transition, they're not going to have as much vinyl. And yeah. so, like, the only copy I saw on Discuss was 210 bucks. Oh my and then God. there's like a repress that's only the it's incidental on, music. Right. Cause it's on Apache Records. Well, cause it was, it was, a, it was an offshoot of Capital that there was some other, I forgot, I wrote it down right. um, in my notes, but like, yeah, it was it was some offshoot of capital, and I don't. Trust I'm me, pretty I'm sure on the a, hunt. But yeah. there's a couple represses, but even the represses are expensive and don't have sure the Stan Bush songs. Oh yeah, uh, I might end up do. I honestly, in my brain, I was like, will this be the first Spotify based Garlock soundtrack corner for our oh. Patreon? Is it is it on Spotify? Uh, yes. Oh the wow, whole thing. Yeah, oh, that's so weird that. You would think like someone like Mondo or like, you know, uh, I know. No, there is. It's vinyl like, me, please. It was like there's a label that's like it, it's like a Mondo equivalent that was like Tiger Claw Records or yeah. something that I didn't know about. Huh. Um, uh, I also honestly just now realized that we are so excited to talk about Kickboxer. I didn't even say welcome to. Did I say welcome to the Candy Can? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Either way. Remember. Hey, we're yeah. at the Candy Can. We're excited to talk about. Yeah, this, this is a yeah. podcast where we talk about Canon films. You yeah. know what you're doing here. You know where you know where you are. Please forget you're the about Canon Cannon, baby. Uh, so we should get and start getting into our facts. Yeah. Uh, before that, just want to give our basic uh summary of what this movie is. Mm-hmm. If you haven't watched Kickboxer, go watch it. Uh, but basically, uh, what is the plot of Kickboxer? I'm not going to even bother looking at IMDb I'm gonna do, or Wikipedia. I'm going to do uh, what I think it is. Uh, Van Damme's brother gets his back broken, so he decides to teach himself kickboxing uh, in Thailand and defeat Tong Po and the ancient arts. That's About good it. enough. Yeah. yeah. It really is like Van Damme isn't going to fight. He learns to fight. 
he fights. He does this whole like kind of Clark Kent shtick at the beginning of the movie where he's just like bumbling and just being like, oh, okay. And then by the end of it, he is Superman. Ugh, he is, he's got everything by the end. He's little boy. I mean, I love, <laughs> not to get into, but we'll get into a little bit and then we'll do some facts. I do truly love little boy JCVD haircut. Oh, yeah. Like when they kind of like put a little bit of extra part in there. <laughs> they put like extra pomade. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so cream. it's supposed to be his Clark Kent, his like signifier of like, I'm not a man yet. I'm just a little boy, but Ooh, now I'm a man. I'm a little goofy. But that being said, I also truly love, and it's not just in Kickboxer, and we've all probably talked about it. And when I say we all, I mean two people, but jcvd and billowy pleated khakis <laughs> that's, just, that's just look man what a fucking look i mean there are a lot of looks we'll get into but yeah. like him in a khaki is just like just... such a fun look to me and that leotard top my wife while we were watching was like can you please replicate this outfit for <laughs> halloween i was like if you find me a black leotard like top, onesie that onesie clips at the bottom that somehow has like suspender buckles instead yeah. of just normal arms. And I don't think I can find khakis that are that pleated and that billowy. Uh, I love but that. I'll try. I want to I want to believe that like he had some kind of sponsorship and like he gets those clothes for free. Like, you know. Uh man, JCVD and some Dockers? Yeah. Jeez. Oh, is that what that ad is for where he's driving where they have him split on the two semi tractors? Or is that for something else? Oh. I don't know, but we'll talk about the split buns oh uh, moment because you got to have it, man. It's insane. He never sold a pair of pants unless he did like fucking molasses two by four did. <laughs> you know how molasses right. two by it's four had his weird like, karate boot cuts. Right. He's like, <laughs> these are great for kicking yeah, and for doing the splits. If there were Van Damme signature Dockers. Oh, man, I'd buy them in a second because I'm a big guy and I split my pants all the time. Forget about it. You're a big guy and you're splitting, doing splits. I'm doing split. Well, right I'm just, now you're doing a split. I'm just picking up uh, a hamburger from the ground I dropped and then my pants slip, <laughs> split. And uh, I need I need a tough pant for that. Frank's walking around Wimpy style. <laughs> Gladly play Tuesday for a hamburger today because he dropped this one. And just sloppy burgers cheese. just hitting the ground. And I'm like, oh, no. And I pick it up and split. Fucking Frank Sloppy Burger Garcia Hale over here. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking of sloppy steaks. The <laughs> I think you should leave sketch. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Best. So good. So should we get into some yeah. facts here? Give it. All right, Kickboxer came out September 8th, 1989. Director is Mark DeSaul. Uh, you might know him from uh, The Perfect Weapon. Uh, credited as writer or characters on the Kickboxer movies. Uh, mostly produced the sequels. And David Wirth, mostly a cinematographer, but lots of directing too. Lots of various cre credits. He's like kind of a jack of all trades that we see sometimes. You're like, oh, you were a gaffer too? And you were you like, yeah. literally their IMDb is every credit you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, the writers were Marc Dessal and Jean-Claude Van Damme. There were the stories, at least. The story was by... This and one's then, got a lot of credits for stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then Glenn A. Bruce wrote... Uh, he was the other writer on this, and he wrote an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger. Of course. And some others. Uh, not not too much, but the budget was $2.7 And baby, that worldwide gross, let me tell you, $50 million. Wow. Man. That's a lot of buckaroos. It's a lot of buckaroos, especially for 1989 canon related. I mean, it's no uh, Batman 
Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Lethal Weapon 2, Rain Man, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Look Who's Talking, Ghostbusters 2, Dead Poet Society, Parenthood, and Back to the Future Part 2, Money, but it's pretty good. It's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, better than Rain Man. I'll say that. <laughs> it's a be- I, I only say that because Rain Man has been on Pluto TV, our official sponsor, Pluto TV. Pluto TV. Turn it on and watch whatever's on. <laughs> Pluto TV. You're a divorced dad. You got to show your kids something. Um, <laughs> Can't afford cable, so give them cable. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, well, with um, this, wait, I, I, I totally lost my, because now I was thinking about how great Pluto TV was. It really is the best. Watched Nebraska oh. last night in between Fargo and... <laughs> And like, I think Kickboxer was probably. <laughs> and then you get to watch a, a new Radicals video. A new Radicals video. <laughs> and then all of a sudden there's an entire fucking uh, American Warriors like <laughs> station. And I'm like, I guess I'll watch more ridiculousness. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I will say uh, I'm going to go on record. Uh, I think this is a better movie than Rain Man. I mean, it has been on so many times. I'm just like, oh, God, damn, what a rough movie to watch ever uh yeah well this is our official canon bros record uh yeah we're gonna go on record to say it do a poll quote uh clean one for both of us say at the same time three two one better than rain man Man. (laughs) we messed it up we didn't get it better than rain man there we go okay i'll I'll fix it in the edit no (laughs) no i won't uh so where do you think this landed jeff on this chart 86 close down, down, down. Down, down, down. Really? 50, I guess 50 million worldwide. Uh, yeah. oof, is it in the hundreds? No, I'm sorry. Up. Oh, up. Up, up, up. up, up yeah. Higher than 86? 54. Uh, between. Split the diff. <laughs> uh, 62. No, it's 73rd. Oh, my God. I almost said 73rd. I swear. This isn't no, just a crappy didn't. psychic Shut moment. Uh, <laughs> this isn't where my mom says she's a psychic, and I'm like, that's just basic. <laughs> oh, my God. I knew that. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I knew you were going to call. Um, so this beat, uh, other Canon movies that charted that way, uh, that year that were Canon proper listed, mind you, uh, Cyborg, Cyborg, Kinjate, American Ninja 3, and Crack House. Wow. Wait, how? Maybe we've said Crack House before, but where did Crack House come from? I never even, I feel like I've never even heard of that one. Crack House is, it's been listed. We've mentioned it before, but okay. I never really, I don't think I looked into it. But. Yeah. We'll see if we get to crack house. Um, <laughs> man, yeah. So I, it, it's I, you also though forgot the maybe most important credit. What is exactly Van Damme's other credit besides uh, acting in this? Oh, directing the fight choreo- the or choreography yeah. and directing the fight sequences. That's right. Which is an amazing move he pulled like, in there. I mean, I guess like at that point he's got the clout. If you want it, do- if you want it done right. You know, do it yourself. Yeah, that's why you get these like um, former stunt guys directing these action movies because they're like, it looks like crap on screen, but I know how it looks. I know yeah. how to cut this together. So let me do it. And they're right. Yeah, we're all the better for it. I know. I mean, and and so that's also if if you're watching Kickboxer, you in theory have Jean Claude to thank slash blame for sometimes the weird fighting and yeah, this. there is some. Um, there's a pretty awkward. Uh, it alternates. It alternates yeah. between like, oh, it doesn't, it's not cut together too well. It's kind of a messy or it's really awesome. Yeah. Like, and then, and then at the end, and we'll get into it totally goofy, like Street Fighter 2 style yeah. fighting or meets Popeye, <laughs> yeah. which is totally weird. And so it's like there, 
it may be this is uh, my my across the board is kickboxer is great yeah i think it's a lot of fun i think it's a must if you're a canon head 1000 yeah you have to watch this i think like it's one of the if you're interested in jcvd at all this is on that list that you have to watch yeah, yeah, yeah. you're watching this one now that being said when you watch it there's like uh, and we'll get into it. Our catchphrase, there are plenty of things in here, especially more towards the end that start to just be like, oh boy, what are we doing? Here? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and we'll get into that. But it takes a pretty hard turn where I'm like, oh, it takes a harsh turn. <laughs> that is like maybe on like, this wasn't the movie I was watching, but OK. And when it takes the harsh turn too, you're like, wait, Canon only distributed this. <laughs> I know. Right. You're like, are you sure they didn't have more of a hand <laughs> going in Globus wasn't on set being like, we need this. <laughs> um. But yeah, so uh, so we've got like the basically the uh, people related to Bloodsport doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've got uh, Paul Herzog uh, doing the music. As we said, it's just fantastic, and we'll start to kind of pull that apart throughout. Um, hits all of the elements that I love in these styles. Of oh yeah, music. I mean it's like. If you want a synth pan flute oh, uh, that's going to remind you you're in the, <laughs> the quote-unquote Orient oh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and sounds like the 20th Kitaro uh, album that I own because uh, I have way too many Kitaro records. <laughs> exactly. It is there. Um, if you want a flute that's supposed to be real flute but it's not at all very, it's there that that okay <laughs> that scene was so funny when he's playing the flute and it's like oh we're gonna go with the keyboard flute okay <laughs> that's a strong bold choice when Chen, his mentor his his guide is playing flute while jean claude is drowning in water as he fights fake fights underwater i think it's the voice of that hawk to be honest with you Am I getting that right? What bird is that? It's a hawk. We think you're a bird watcher. You have yes, that book. You have it now. Birder. You have your hat on right now, and you got your little eyeglass. I'm in the middle of my big year, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna get them all, baby. And my number one is a hawk. Mm. Yeah, it is a hawk that signifies something. The uh, ancient, ancient uh, knowledge, knowledge of Thailand or something <laughs> that he channels. And he gets the spirits and the voice. He's a guide. That's what I'm saying. Why aren't you listening? It's obvious that he is a guide for John Claude Van Damme. And he gets, and he's a guide, and he's he's the one who helps him out. Ah! That one, that one scene too. One of my favorite shots of this movie is where they just. Do a close up of the hawk, and there's no sound whatsoever because there's a soundtrack going. Yep. But it looks like it's going, oh, oh, wow. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, it's like, wow. Yeah, it's just the Owen Wilson. You just put Owen Wilson sounds over it. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and Paul Giamatti shows up. He's like, ah. <laughs> um, Pick fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, so this movie. So this movie starts right away. I mean, it just starts with kickboxing. Like, Before we do that, oh yeah, please. I want to get out some taglines. If that's oh, okay. Oh yeah, there's. Ta- I didn't even know oh, there were there's taglines. An ancient sport becomes a deadly game. That's on the U.S. poster. You could do do better. Yeah, that's, I mean, I guess that's what happens. <laughs> and there, here's another lazy one. Action has a new hero. Okay, now. 
There, there's the. There winner. was like they spun a roulette wheel of movies of who got that one. Right. At one point, it almost was the perfect weapon with Jeff Speakman, but then they were like, oh, "I mean, let's move it." to yeah, the Action next. has a new hero. Let's let's go to lunch. Um, here's the winner, winner chicken dinner. <laughs> if your enemy refuses to be humbled, destroy him. I mean, it's true. I mean, that's that's what we do. Yeah, that's. that's... I did it on the way here, Jeff. <laughs> My... Somebody cut me off in traffic. And he refused to be humbled, so I destroyed, I destroyed him. him. Uh, he's dead now. His body's in a ditch, <laughs> and I did it. What are you going to do about it? There are many unsolved murders in Southern California, and they can all be pinned on Frank. Speaking <laughs> of great score, unsolved mysteries. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so when we enter this movie, I love all those taglines. I'm not sure any of them really apply Reflect that any much. Of the- <laughs> nope. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, we start... I will say not uh I guess it's playing into that he's little boy Van Damme. It's not like the greatest intro of Van Damme. It's like starts with his brother fighting. That's like the thing. There are a couple moves in this movie that are like take the take the wind out of the sails like a little bit to say the least. And I think in that like your first it, we talk about often if you're going to have a big action movie like this, you need to have like a real fun big introduction for the main character. What we have is Van Damme in the corner for his brother looking like a little boy with his little boy haircut, his little Clark Kent little boy haircut <laughs> just going, "Wow." <laughs> um, just for really... everything just mouth agape yep. at everything like, "Oh, he gets he gets distracted very easily by everything." Very easily. Uh he's mostly distracted by his brother's really beautiful uh Jerry Curl mullet. Uh, I mean, his brother has the hair that is the reason I can't let my hair go too long. Uh, it'll end up looking like, <laughs> like that. Meets curly Kirk Hammett. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Kirk Hammett. <laughs> Which is, I guess. Uh, Come Dennis... on, guys. Can we just beat it out in the studio? Dennis, Come man. on. There's nothing more dated than not having solos. <laughs> um, we love you. So Kirk. I guess his brother is played by Dennis Alexio, who was actually a kickboxing champion. Oh. Um, which shows because he's not the best actor. Um. Uh, really? Yeah, I know. It's shocking that I'm the one to say that. I was going to look up his acting studio, but okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically, he's fighting. I'll say that first fight is like not the best. It's just like a little clunky. Like even though we have a real fighter, yeah, it feels like it's like it was the first one he choreographed as yeah. JCVD choreographer. He's getting warmed up. He's getting warmed up, and we saw it on the screen <laughs> to start. Um, but I do love one that they shoot a lot of it very low angle, so you can't see that there's not a lot of people in the audience. Yeah, they're like, we got to fill this out somehow. We got to really. Uh, <laughs> and I also do love that it is. Uh, it's what I both I, I appreciate in most canon films in '80s action films of this time. Uh, honestly, it's kind of here is the first. Uh, comparison I will also draw many possibly many times in this to the Fast and Furious franchise slash okay. Fast 9 I had one too yeah because it just gets right into it like and if you haven't seen Fast 9 I don't know go watch that spoiler I'm probably gonna bring up some <laughs> stuff here or there I went to a fucking drive-thru to see it, but yeah. um, uh, drive-in, not a drive-thru. No, you went to McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, I went to a drive-thru. Said, and I, was I like, will not leave until you show me Fast 9. It's a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Show it to me while I eat my fries. <laughs> um, wait for complied. your veggie burger. 
Um, That's how they, how much they care. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, and so, uh, it, it, much like Fast Nine, where like you're amazed at how long of a movie it is, but they really do just get into it. <laughs> this movie really does just get into it, where it's basically like brother fights. They go to get interviewed by the three reporters, and the one reporter whose glasses keep going on and off uh, <laughs> is just like, so when are you going to go to Thailand to fight? Sure, I'll go to Thailand. Book a ticket now. Japan, wherever. I yeah. don't care. Um, and that's it. They go to Thailand. Uh, They're there, yeah. They seemingly can also just book a fight with, like I guess, the number one uh, Muay Thai fighter there. Maybe Tong Po. Yeah, uh, it's unclear a little bit how the how the uh, regions are working. Um, uh, I will say, just connected to that, it's it seems like, and I don't think this is being picky, mm. but it's just something I did legitimately consider. Like this guy doesn't have like some sort of fighting agent. Like, no, he's his own. He's like free agent. I think he's just like he's like, why do I need it? I'm the best. And then <laughs> right. Freddie Lee's like, cool, come on over. <laughs> exactly. They're very relaxed at you when they're making the plans to get over there. It's like, hey man, Freddie Lee, you know me. <laughs> By the way, this movie is like a hundred. I would say no, not a hundred percent, but I would say ninety percent ADR. It's so like. Speaking of that, Freddie Lee, there's a very famous voice actor, animated voice actor, who does the voice of Freddie Lee. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Jim Cummings. Oh. Who? Wait, the you... voice of Garfield? Uh, no. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's Lorenzo Music. Okay, but, okay, okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, uh, you might know him as the voice of Darkwing Duck. Uh, was the other one Pete, That's, yes you know okay. from the uh disney the mickey mouse yes uh clubhouse he's i mean he look just oh, look up you his don't credits. have to explain mickey mouse clubhouse oh and yeah. mickey roads to racers oh, yeah. i have a four-year-old son it is exhausting i wish my daughter watched more of that than the junk she's been watching on youtube kids right now there's a lot of russian families russian youtube families that are famous that it's it's creepy. It's yeah. weird. And it's awful. Yes. They're the worst brats in the entire world. And it's <laughs> turning my daughter into a monster. But anyway. Perfect. But yeah, Jim Cummings does the, the the ADR for Freddie Lee. And if you look up his IMDb, it's like literally every cartoon that's ever existed since the 70s or 80s. A lot, ton of Disney, like right. mostly Disney stuff. The guy is like a legend. But like, I feel like I got to go back now and watch again with the lens of thinking of Freddie Lee's voice. Like His Darkwing Duck. Dark yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get dangerous. Exactly. Um, that that I rewatched it recently. I, I wish it held up better. But yeah, but they're yeah. rebooting it. I think. Well, but anyway, yeah, well, of course they are. I mean, uh, uh, my favorite. Look, man, that's why we do this podcast. We don't sit here with fucking uh, rose-colored glasses about no, nostalgia. Man. We sit there and we go, It was go, my no. favorite. It was my favorite cartoon at the time. And it, I um, I loved the video game. The video game yeah. was, like, so Good fun. Yeah. yeah. My Game Boy. That was, like, my favorite Game Boy game. All right. Well, it anyway. ruined a piece of our uh, childhood. Sorry. So, uh, yeah, but Eric the Eliminator Stone. Yeah. Uh, he's going to Thailand. Um, he's going to immediately. Uh, R.I.P. Dusty Hill. Anyway. Yes. Uh, he's going to immediately be shirtless. Yep. Uh, he's got a uh, billowy uh, Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> JCVD has a uh, armless uh, cut off uh, jean jacket with yeah. no shirt as they go through the streets of Thailand to the first uh, Stan Bush song. Yeah. Uh, which is an amazing song. And I that's where I was like, got to get this soundtrack. I mean, it is like 
Everybody loves a winner. Everybody loves a winner. Is it's, that the title of it, or is that yes, just the lyric? I have that written. Okay. Uh, or actually, the song I think is called "Streets of Siam," oh. which is the lyric that pulls it all together. That's right. Uh, That's uh, like, oh yeah, this it's is like standing alone. I'm holding my own. Gonna show the world I'm the one. There's a much better tune to it that I had last night. But then all of a sudden, <laughs> they're like on the streets of Siam, and I was like, oh, oh, they're gonna talk about the movie. He's like, oh, this isn't a B side I had laying around no way man see it's just i am it's about the movie Almost i wrote it for the every movie stan bush is like it's a b-side laying around that they change like one or two lines and you're <laughs> like okay i guess it's about the movie now and it's acting as narration not yeah. just background music not just vestigial music yeah this works this works so let's go judge the pie eating contest that being said fucking killer song this oh, along yeah. with the other ones it's insane that uh, I've gone this long in my life and it's not on my running podcast. It's not on my 80s training montage oh, yeah. podcast. You mean your uh, your playlist? My playlist, yeah. yes. No, I have a podcast have I haven't told you about. <laughs> your secret podcast only for you. Um, uh, so they're going through Thailand. Uh, I, I did have a question for you, Frank. Um, so we see a lot of strip joints and bars. Which yeah. one would you go to if you were in Thailand? I uh, know what my answer is. Probably Pussy Alive. Me too. <laughs> I wrote Pussy Alive as well. It's just a clever name. <laughs> I, it makes no sense. Makes I'm intrigued. No sense. I'm intrigued. Uh, actually is anti-erotic. It really uh, is. It, it, it's almost like body horror. You know? Yes. <laughs> That's David Cronenberg's That's favorite Cronenberg's strip joint. Yeah, he owns it. Cronenberg's <laughs> strip joint. <laughs> Um, but yeah, music is by Paul Herzog. That's where we find that out. It really is like throughout the music is really yeah. fucking great. Oh, I also um, would visit yeah. Hot Stuff for Lovers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Because that one's for lovers. It tells you, right? Yeah, there. it's for lovers. Not if you're uh, looking yeah. for a pump and dump, you know, just like. Hot Stuff for creepy young dudes. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of creepy young dudes, uh, when they're on that boat and JCVD is taking pictures of the kids diving in the, the water, it's like. Get away from get to stop it. <laughs> There's a lot of him playing with kids. There's a lot of like little kids that does lead to things in theory, but stop All being right. a creep. All right. Um, well, let's not get into Q territory here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, he's been eating a lot of pizza in this movie. <laughs> um uh, so um so I love to I mean, here is immediately our, my second fast nine. Uh, connection mm -hmm. <laughs> they it, it's just like kind of a par for course they have to do a schwarzenegger to some extent but they always have to explain what the fuck is up with jcvd existing in the world he exists right and it is so canon that it's in such a like both lazy and also fuck it why don't most more movies do this where they just be like yeah just say what's going on so we get the fuck out and get to the thing we want to watch because they go to train in uh -huh. the middle of just a random park in Thailand. Right. Uh, he's like this fucking ATW made up uh, league winner, uh, the Eliminator. Uh, and they're just walking around. They just have that random conversation where they're just like, yes. And then mother took me to Europe and she taught me three languages. None of which, by the way, are Thai. No. He, he They let us know that. And then he's always a dullard around. He just wanted on. to let people know. And he needed to learn ballet before he learned karate. Ah, that's uh, right. But ugh, I wish I was you. I was stuck in America with my dad, who nothing was good enough for him, and I had to be the best in every sports. And now mom's dead, and I miss her. <laughs> he also, uh, this is something I, I mentioned or I wrote down of like, 
Jean-Claude says, uh, big brother. And I was like, who? I mean, I do. You have an older sibling, right? Yep. Do you ever say big brother? All the time. It's not yeah. ever weird. You're like, you're getting on my nerves, big brother. You back off, big brother. Yeah. <laughs> but you were talking about like 1984. Yeah, 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 our, yeah. our rights being trampled. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, t- tyranny. You uh, know, yeah. here's the thing, Frank. I have a cursory knowledge of 1984, and I right. use that knowledge like a weapon yeah. nonstop, and I like to get it wrong. Same with the Scarlet Letter. Yeah. I love to just throw around literary examples that mean nothing to me and even less to you. When I say Orwellian, I mean Animal Farm. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, we find out that you don't win fights with that tip tap shit. Mm-hmm. I don't exactly know what I, that means. I, I wrote down, I was like, here's our Chekhov's gun. No. No. <laughs> that said, that was framed so clearly to be like, hey, little brother, don't you know? Like that, you'll never win with that tip tap shit. And it's like, <laughs> oh, that's going to come back in a big bad way. Nope. And that's what's going to win the fight, the final fight. But, no, no, he it's was right. It's just a thing. Yeah, he was he's right. right. You got to have power, man. You got to be able to fucking kick a fucking tree down, and we'll yeah. see that eventually. <laughs> you got to kick down a building's. Uh, uh, I will stanchion. say this is exactly where I realized in my mind I was like, that brother, big brother, as we call him, mm-hmm. um, big brother looks, eliminator, <laughs> big brother the eliminator uh, is my full uh, <laughs> nickname for him. It's a little cumbersome. Uh, he was like Razor Ramon from the WWE <laughs> meets Joey Buttafuoco. <laughs> Buttafuoco. Buttafuoco. I hey, wish Paul. he was. Buttafuoco. If, if he was wearing Zubaz at one point, it would have pulled it all oh together. Might as yeah. well have been at I'm one I'm surprised point. he wasn't wearing the Zubaz, <laughs> man. So, like, they train, and they just immediately go, and they watch Tiger Tong Po. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it is awesome. Dude, and, that, oh, man, the, his fighting style, like, just the hands up. Well, here's the crazy part. So, all right, so that actor's name is, shoot, is that uh, Dennis Alexio? That's Michael uh, Kesey. Oh, Michael Kesey, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, Michael Kesey, so in the or credits. Mikhail, I don't know. It's, it's M-I-C-H-E-L. So okay. I don't know if it's Michael or Mikhail. Yeah. Right. Um, we apologize. We're, yes. Yeah, we're not we're positive. Be, we're going to be wrong most of the time. As we always are. That that's, is the Cannonbrose promise. Yeah, we promise that. But so they, it, I'm sure as you saw in the credits, he is credited as Tong Po himself is what the credits yeah, are. Yeah, that was a mistake. Yeah. Do we think it was a mistake? Or do you think he tried Or do you to, think yeah. it was just some weird move that, like, Canon Lionsgate did, making us think, like, whoa, this whoa, guy was the real fight? Because, because you mentioned the fighting style. I knew it was the fucking guy from Bloodsport immediately. Yeah. Because of the that, way his hands, his hands are. And, yeah. like, the look on his face, the way he bowed. Like, so... But didn't he like, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, so like, yeah, that guy apparently is like old friends with like, he came over from Belgium with yeah. JCVD. They were like, we're going to get into, I didn't realize he's in breaking. Did you notice him in breaking? I did not. I would have noticed him, but yeah. He's apparently dancing in the same scene as JCVD, but you can't oh. pay attention to anything but JCVD. That's dancing. right, man. He's just got that little, that little uh, uh, leotard on just dancing in the background. If only it had I, clasps. Didn't he like kind of basically like be like well i should be in the movie like but then also he kind of had to darken himself a little yes. bit yeah and he had that it was so hard to tell was that makeup that it was like both a combo where you're like i know this is weird fake makeup yeah but also was it i realized only at the end was it supposed to be that he had like a scars on his face from other ancient style fighting with glass? Maybe. Or was it just they put a bad latex on and they forgot to put the final base? Speaking of, uh, I think you should leave. (laughs) 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> it just it was so hard to tell if that was a plot choice or if they just fucked up, which anyone, any any of those it could've could worked. It could be any uh, any of the above or all of the above. Exactly. Um so, uh they're in there and then he's going to fight Tong Po. I I appreciate. Here's the biggest thing I took away from that where we see Tong Po is we find out he's a maniac. Cuz he's He's getting ice, and he sees him just tearing down a building, kicking super a shredder style. Down. <laughs> he is kicking a fucking pole so that the it is just the foundation raining. is about to just fall on them. But I appreciate that still in all of that. JCVD came back with the ice. <laughs> he did, yeah. He was like, "Oh no, I have to tell my brother after I get the ice." I mean, he's still going to need his ice. I still got to do my job. We're leading into one of my favorite parts of this movie, and I'm sure you have it written down. Which part? So. He tells him. He tells uh, Big Brother uh, Eliminator about the, the the tiger, right? And he goes, "The tiger's or um, Big Brother's like, hey, what, can you move like me?" And yeah. then you hear, <laughs> it yeah. sounds like somebody pretending to masturbate, like a joke thing. But he's like, he moves really fast, and you hear the the sound, uh, the foley. <laughs> It was done so, by Polly Shore. It was, it was the weasel. Right, the weasel. <laughs> weasel squeezing the juice. Squeezing the juice. Corn nuts, buddy. Fighting the tiger. Yes. It was, I mean, and, and that's where he also is like, you're either with me or you go the fuck home. But. Yeah, he said, we're family. And that's where I wrote down. We're family. Toretto's. Yeah. It's like, I'm are they Toretto's? We're I think family. Kickboxer is a big influence on Will Family. Will Family. I mean by family, I mean my work buddies, not my actual family. Exactly. I do I wanna do I do want to give a shout out to how did this get made. Oh right. Yeah. For pointing that out that, because I was like, I didn't completely ever know and it was June Diane right. Raphael, I believe, yeah. saying it. And I was, you're right. He doesn't give a fuck about yeah. his actual blood family. June Diane Raphael. Yes. I love that name. I love it too. She she does point out that's like, no, it's a it's only made up family. It's only yeah. the non-blood family. And I was like, that's a valid point. That's man. true. Like, yeah, because he just like doesn't care about his kids. The rules are not as consistent as we <laughs> want it to be as all big, fast, furious fan franchise fans. Um, but yeah, for, so their family. I love that canon. We've talked about this, like kind of forces you to just accept that they've done the work, that they are not messing with a culture. Like where they're oh, just yeah. like where you're just like, okay, I guess I'm just gonna assume this like dance that Tong Po is doing before they fight and that headdress is what they actually do in Thailand. There's no reference for it. No. Yeah. So then you're just like Accept sure. it. Yeah. And then you're the idiot at a bar who's like, Did you know in Thailand they actually do this little dance thing and right. wear this hat? And then someone from Thailand is like, what the fuck are you talking yeah, about? I lived you? in Bangkok my whole life. What the fuck? No, are you no. About? I watched Kickboxer a couple times. I read somewhere. I did my own research. <laughs> I did my own research on Kickboxer. Oh, you're getting Q again. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but uh, I will say this is all, like now years watching it. They they have a whole thing where, you know, they say like, you got to you got to watch out for his elbows. Like this is <laughs> yeah. this isn't fucking like back home. Yeah. And I will say, like, watching, I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Because, like, again, I'm going off of movies, and I'm sure someone actually knows can correct me. But, like, have you ever seen Ong Bak? 
Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. that movie is nothing yeah. but elbows and knees. Exactly. And, like, it is brutal. It's, it's, it's wild. It's like, oh, sh- I would be, st- I mean, right away, one hit, I'd be like one stunned hit. and down. Yeah. But it was like, I was like, oh, yeah, it is more traditional. Like, you're going to have that worked in. I bet you. Americans have like a super watered down version of oh. what the fuck kickboxing is. We could go down the is. street and probably find a shopping complex that has that <laughs> teaches it that's very like by some like uh, middle-aged white guy <laughs> right. who used to play keyboards in some kind of journey cover band. I'm sure that there's like got a ponytail like yeah. Man, I let's Yellow go see teeth. that band. Like, yeah. <laughs> um it is really brutal that they just leave his body on the street they that was i mean yeah i mean cold cold hearted that's where i was like where is his agent i know i mean yeah you need somebody to advocate for you you need like like a sag after at least a union (laughs) to help you out (laughs) he's like a fighting union although ufc is really fucking bad with i mean i've heard stories about like yeah talk about underpaying and uh, not taking care of your fighters ufc yes uh yeah i don't i i i'm hard pressed to think anyone would truly advocate but at the very least maybe they would be like you gotta bring him to a hospital you can't just like let him just be on the street that's a wild ride but we're introduced to winston yeah winston taylor yep winston uh he taylor. is special forces uh, uh army bitches never get enough of my stuff that i wrote that <laughs> line down yeah and so yeah we are introduced to taylor who we kind like it does i mean that's a good kind of canon move where like info you get does actually pay off sometimes it doesn't but He's like, yeah, he's over in Thailand. He ends he stayed, up, like, yeah. he does special, uh, he he sells guns. Yeah. Uh, he can get you shit, uh, and that will pay off in the end. Yep. Uh, but I will say, I'm amazed how long he sticks around. It's like, he hangs out in that waiting room. Oh, yeah. That's, I wrote that down, too. I was like, wow, I, I would have pictured this character. But I think that shows that he cares a little bit. Yeah. Because we find out later that because jcvd is like why are you still like why why are you helping yeah and he's like i left a buddy behind and yeah i I wasn't there talk about that for a second okay let's do it that story is again both a classic canon move and 80s movie where i'm like is it enough information or is it barely enough information because yeah the story we seem to get while they're at Whatever that strip joint is uh, that they're hanging out because <laughs> I, I called says, it the pasty joint because <laughs> yes. they're just wearing pasties while yes. they're uh, the, uh, the uh, pasty pasties G-string. pussy power or whatever crazy name they gave <laughs> the it. pasty G string. Yes, <laughs> um, they're sitting there because he wants to drink before he brings him to the trainer, uh, and then he's like, "Yeah, what is your deal? Why are you helping me?" And the story is basically, I went to Nam, I had a buddy, I left him behind. I feel bad about that. I saw you had a brother and you love him. Yeah. Okay. He just doesn't want to. Well, that very, <laughs> that very like acting moment where they're at the hospital and he's uh, JCVD is saying like, I want Tong Po. And then he goes, I don't want to sign your death warrant too. And then he goes, you ain't good enough. <laughs> he like, I mean, it's act like they are acting the hell out of that scene because it's high. Just. Oh, just high tension. There is some big acting moments in this. I mean, so that's the thing that with that fucking speech, it doesn't completely explain what's going on with Taylor, but that's fine. Like, it's just like he just he, he's he got some regrets. I mean, Taylor is our PTSD. Winston yeah, I mean, is like that guy is like he is 
uh, saying that what he likes in life is to just have a good time, etc. And you're just like, you are in Thailand running from your demons. Oh, yeah. You watched your friend Big explode time. in front of you, probably. Like, and he's got to deal with it. And the only way he deals with it is drinking and down. fucking, man. Yeah. Drinking and fucking, <laughs> fucking and drinking. Just nonstop. Uh, but then doesn't JCVD throw it back in his face? At one point, like he's like, oh, yeah, he goes, yeah, it would like, be. Are you the gonna first... leave me like you friends? <laughs> yeah, he said, yeah, it wouldn't be the first time or something. Oh yeah, like that. that's yeah. it. It's not even as strong as I did it. It's yeah. like a throwaway where I almost forgot. But it cuts, that's what man. It cuts deep. It does. It's cut always deep. a throwaway one that you never expect that yeah. people that stays with people. Ooh, the first cut is the deepest. It truly is. Sarah McLaughlin, right? Inception. No. Um, <laughs> Inception. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I, I have a question, though. Yeah, please. Uh, I, I don't know the laws and everything, but uh, if you're paralyzed during a fight, you could probably sue, or is it just one of those things where it's like, I know what I'm getting into? You know what you're getting into, man. Welcome, yeah. welcome to Thailand. It's a, it's a waiver. It's like yeah. you you we assume no responsibility because you realize. I mean, it's we don't know exactly, but it does kind of fall into that. One, it's convenient that there doesn't have to be a waiver, but also I do think it falls into the... Um, uh, a little bit of the kind of like quote unquote like dark continent mythos that oh, yeah, get, get yeah. shows up in these movies like whether it be an Alan Quatermain style thing or in this case it's just like Thailand like anything goes like it's <laughs> fucked there and it's like almost like how much of that has been created by 80s action oh, movies to yeah I'm sure a lot a of it yeah um uh we've it, never been i don't know I, I don't speak, know so. fucking idea that's the thing and like and when you it is those you have those moments where you're like oh no my entire like uh information set is only based off of jean-claude van damme films but that was me in the 80s and 90s about new york i remember the first time i was scared to visit new york and i remember the first time i visited new york i was like huh yeah this is it death wish and vigilante did their jobs i mean and we've talked about it uh, my many issues with that meet me in the bathroom, that fucking oral yeah, right, history right. of the fucking early 2000 Brooklyn rock scene. Yeah. But like that is one where like in our own time, you can see people trying to mythologize what a fucked up place New York was in the early 2000s. And they'll be fucking giddy and Yago talking about some <laughs> fucking thing, like some memory of something I was at. Yeah. And I'll just be like, no, it was fine. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you just, have to, people, you just have to pay attention for two more seconds. There's people pissing all over the place. It's like, okay. Yeah, okay. Sure. Like, you didn't want to walk down Bedford Ave. It was a war zone. All they had was one coffee shop and an <laughs> antique bookstore and pita power that had vegan chicken salad. And it was it delicious. Was, and you yeah. still think about it 20 <laughs> years later. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Let's not go crazy here. Yeah. Vinny's was only open for a couple of hours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Big Boss Pizza was always there. But it was, you know, a little bit sketchier for like a half hour at one point in the night. But you still got free pizza at the bar across the street and blah, blah, blah. Alligator Lounge only gave out one ticket. <laughs> yes. We're going to bring up Cokies again. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I know. Like, it's like, it is amazing the amount of stuff that gets mythologized and that you're like, wait a second. Do I know anything really about this area? And and that was my big realization watching Kickboxer. was like, I have no idea. I have no idea. And I'm all, and as soon as they got to like, Pussy Palace or whatever those bars were. I was just like, I know there's a section that exists like that, but yeah, to what like extent? Like a red light district, yeah. 
I have no idea. Well, that that scene too when they're at the uh, pasty G string. Uh, that had that Joan Jett sound alike song. Yeah, that's what it. I was sitting there. I almost had to stop it so I could hum to myself to figure out what Joan Jett song. I hate I myself was, for loving you. That's the. It's fucking literally song. about the same like uh structure of it. Of I hate myself for loving you, and then it's like, but it's I, tip I think, of the tongue, Frank. Dude, I think I wrote. Uh, I wrote down. Um. Uh, well, I said yes, great song choice. Uh, but then I said Joan Jett sound alike of "I Hate Myself for Loving You." I was gonna write down lyrics, but I guess I didn't. But after that, there's that song "Roll with the Punches," that sounds like '90s corporate rock, like a, a Bruce Hornsby, yep, like type of track. Yep. Do I have that one? Which one was? Now I have the soundtrack up, and I want to know. I yeah. mean, that's the crazy part. There was like, play it. I mean, like it doesn't matter for the you, audio, but you've but. got the classic. You've got the classic, like, these are of the time, but there were a fair amount, like the Stan Bush songs, but there were a surprising amount of, like, oh, this sounds like something else, which was a slightly different move than I was used to. Yeah. Like, where it was that, like, that Joan Jett thing was, like, Vanilla Ice talking about how it's not, like, under pressure. <laughs> under pressure, sort of yeah. Deal. Um, is that the same? Yeah, Roll With The Punches is performed by Michael Logan. Uh, written and produced by Mike Piccarillo, apparently. Jake and Paul Logan's dead? Exactly. <laughs> um, there's also that James Brown song. Oh, yeah, I wrote that down too. It's like, it's very much like Detroit City. Yeah. Living Dallas. in America. Yes. But it's like, yeah, walk around Bangkok. <laughs> like, it's basically the same, like, infl- it's it's a little bit of like, kind of like blue eyed soul, like, very much like that, like, very oh, pasteurized. Bang! Yeah, Thailand. <laughs> it's not even like soulful. It's very like clinical too. Yes. Just being like, "Ha! I told you so." <laughs> like, what? You're like, "Why? This isn't." There's no groove or soul to this whatsoever. It's fucking insane. Yeah. But walk yeah, on I, here. I'm so glad that Joan Jett song was not just me because I did almost no, have to again stop the movie because like, what is it sounding? It's exactly undeniable. Like? I think. Oh man! Uh, I will say I loved that one that it, it was going to be three months. He was going to have to recover from being paralyzed. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, oh, perfect time to train to become a great yeah, kickboxer. To become Karate Kid. I also was waiting for the doctor to go like, um, he fought Tong Po. <laughs> right. I <yeah>. mean. <laughs> hey, guy. Yeah. How about you back up a bit? <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. Baking powder. Ever heard of Tong Po? I mean. So uh, back off. I've got a degree <laughs> yeah. you don't know tong po must be nice right <laughs> sort of thing i wish i'd never heard of freddie <laughs> lee or tong po or that drug lord that apparently runs this shit surprise there's another level above freddie lee which <laughs> frustrated me to no end by the end uh, we'll get to it well I'll, I'll save it yes uh jcvd crying is wild uh it's just a wild blubbering <laughs> <laughs> Um, I also, I get, I love watching these with my wife because she's like hardly paying attention, but I'll just like be throwing in some sort of quip and it's like right when she looks up and I was, when they roll his brother by, I was just like, yeah, that looks like a legit body cast because <laughs> it's just like floating above him. It's like they needed to get it out as quick as possible to oh, get yeah. that shot done. He's like, I can imagine the actor just being like. You don't put that shit on me because I got to piss. <laughs> <Right. laughs> you're like, oh, God. 
Uh, but then the song of him just walking around Thailand, that's where I realized, like, oh, all these songs are just going to narrate what is going along. Because it's just, like, all alone, so far away oh, yeah. from home. Like, it's just like, yes, here. Walking through Thailand's famous places. Awkwardly playing with kids. <laughs> yes. I mean, that is one of the alternate tales of this movie. Awkwardly playing with kids. <laughs> like, he's always awkwardly playing with kids. Almost as awkward song. as the dancing we'll talk about Almost later. as awkward as the dancing. Uh, but that is mean right. gift territory here <laughs> speaking of little kids when he goes to that gym and he's just like oh, basically yeah. he's trying to fucking dr steven strange himself will himself and just like you just gotta train me train me ah. yeah um there's one like i know there's supposed to be like some young kids some older kids went before they laugh him out <laughs> there was like one like 12 year old covered in more tattoos than i have oh yeah it was shocking dude had sleeves <laughs> Yes. Kid, kid had seen some shit. Fucking cobweb on his neck. And I was like, ooh. Whoa, boy. they call him the spider. Exactly. Um, I think, I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching them laugh his full ass out. He deserves <laughs> to be kicked out. He's running in like a dumb, he, like fucking American, inter- basically. Interrupting his cla- their classes, truly like an American, just yes. being like, train me. Train me. I need to be the best. I need to be Tong Po. Do it to me now. I can be the best. I can take, take two weeks. It's going to take two weeks. Train me. Yeah. Clearly, there's like 80 people there training. It's like, all right, how about you? you like, Get in line. Sign up th- for yeah. a class. Give me five minutes so we can talk about this? <laughs> Jesus Wait till Christ. I'm done? Also, you're coming in yelling English. Like <laughs> fucking like in a dumb American. Like, <laughs> right, maybe yeah. recognize that maybe they might not speak Thai you or speak under- American like you don't speak Thai. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was glad, you know. That he got laughed out, but hey, lucky for him, Tyler knows the fucking best trainer that's ever existed in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Uh, and they're good buddies. Um, but yeah, the the story Tyler tells is a little vague. Uh, oh, Winston. I'm oh, sorry. I was like, Winston, Tyler? Yeah. yes. Winston Tyler. Yeah. Winston Tyler. Yeah. You go by Winston. I go by Tyler. In between, we meet. You can call me Ray. You can call me Jay. <laughs> um, here's a, a, I almost tried to freeze frame and I couldn't still figure it out. <laughs> We've talked about. Uh, a couple of his clothing choices that are all insane. We should just do a fashion episode. We fashion might have to do canon. a fashion ep on this one. Like, yeah. how do we rate this one? Um, what is up with <laughs> nice that Tim Gunn, crazy yeah. shirt? Thank you. When he comes in, it is like Christy was like, wife again was just like, whoa, what exactly do those patches mean? And I tried and I was like, there's a lot of text. I think it's, I don't know what language it's in. Uh, Are you going to find out it's like some Amaro ad or something? It's like one of those fashion, like, you know, things where you're like, oh, this is from a absinthe from the 1920s. It looks like a merge of like the billowy shirt from Seinfeld (laughs) with uh, when Theo in the Cosby show, I know, uh, needs a shirt that he wants a fashion shirt. And Vanessa or Denise is like, I can make it. And then makes this real fucked up one that's all like collars everywhere. Mm-hmm. Combined with when I wanted a leather jacket and my mom was like, I can buy you this pleather one that's covered in patches at Marshall's. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's from not Marshall's. Same. Oh, you had a pleather jacket. It was from a red Marshall's. tech special. Oh, boy. Wait, what were the patches on that? They were know. just like bomber <laughs> like it would bomber? just say, like it'd be the equivalent of like if you buy a punk jacket it just says the word punk right has <laughs> a like a very like clean anarchy symbol it's just a <laughs> typed a in a circle exactly. and it has like it has like a happy face on it i'm and- type a anarchy if you get it uh, <laughs> oh <laughs> but yeah it was just like such a crazy shirt but also uh 
this isn't in a like, oh my god, the continuity, but it did like wildly vacillate between he was just either unbelievably soaked from sweat <laughs> or bone dry, like yeah. every other scene. And it's again, this isn't in us getting picky. It was just like, are we supposed to be getting something out of the level of sweat on there, or are they just not catching it? Because I would just try to look for extra things jeff it's a montage that's how it works you're right you're there's a right. passage of time we don't need to see everything that Come is the true coast. uh Come i mean you know laughs. the thing is though revenge is a dangerous motive it's also a powerful one <laughs> hey and he eventually lives by it when he gets revenge for his dog later that is true man yep. wow the teacher has become the student that's right revenge. he's like we'll make an exception <laughs> yeah. as most teachers do uh, thank you. Uh, yes, as as teachers, uh, we always make exceptions to the rules we yell at you about. Um, uh, but yeah, like so. Basically, you know, he he goes, he finds this guy. This guy's gonna really Mister Miyagi him. Oh yeah, like Hardcore. that's all it is. It's just it's, like it's go get my groceries, do some weird shit. Yeah, he's like go get. Yeah, he's like, but how does this help? I need to train. And yeah. it's like, oh, it's gonna pay off. Don't worry. I'm actually impressed that there's not as much of that as I thought. There I was would expecting. Be. I was like, oh boy, we're just gonna tiring. get beat by beat karate yeah. kid like you know him being like i came here to train and he's like but have you learned anything and right he's like oh yeah like and i'm glad because ultimately like i think the training part is the best part like of the movie yeah. like the middle section this is the weirdness where like excuse me the the middle section is the best part of it uh the end is fun but also gets complicated we'll talk about yeah. that but really the, mo- the the crux of this movie is actually the training stuff the crux is all the oh, stuff yeah. that's happening in that middle and i'm and and, and it would have been a lot worse if he had fought what is the thing they're gonna do because i'm glad you're just like all right fuck it yeah i'll be on board i'll wear these fred flintstone shorts i'll have me i'll kind of be like what the fuck's going on okay i'll do it like uh uh you know i'll seduce uh your niece uh in the middle of this out of nowhere i I wrote down like that's probably part of his training where it's like it like is like you know that he is like first you must fall in love and like make love during a thunderstorm yeah if the uncle had popped up after they made love in a thunderstorm in a field of kind of orchids yeah uh, and was just like "Mm, training completes it's that old guy it's that old guy in the market where he goes he he sees the nurse for the first time the guy with the the old guy with the pipe he's basically like wink yeah (laughs) just nodding his head smoking his pipe um but yeah like i also did like i like actually like convinced myself where i was like what because like when he first goes to town to get groceries it's a classic like fucking around with kids moment Mm. like he goes in and it's just like oh he rubs the kid's head who's got a bunny (laughs) and i was just like did they improvise this or did they write this in because it was like i wrote it down of like all right, so did they write this as he goes into town, sees a child with a bunny, winks at him, then playfully splashes water on kids so that the daughter of the shopkeeper will fall in love with him before toughs come that he has to fuck up with to make her fall in love with him and really start the story. Oh, wait, never mind. It writes itself. Like, it actually, I was like, all right, never mind, Jeff. You're trying to be snarky, and it's weirdly yeah. seamless. <laughs> I, mean, they, I mean, they are kind of setting up a little bit of a Sam and Diane because she's like, you know, being like, what are you doing? You're ruining this for me. This is the way it goes. But then, also valid point. I mean, he yeah. did the classic like, you ruined my store. She literally said, "Don't do this because it's <laughs> yes. the way it is." And he just couldn't help himself because he's got a huge ego, which comes back later. It'll come on me. It's like, no, you don't understand this, you idiot. Yeah, but that's a man. That's a man. That's an American man. That's too. an American Seriously. man. Seriously. 
That's um, an American man, sweetheart. It's also, again, always fun when they got to explain away JCVD's accent. But also, I felt like <laughs> Miley. That was her name, right? Miley. Miley, yeah. It's like, it was almost like they were like directing her to have more broken English sometimes. Like, yeah. it felt like they were like, no, 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 no. You have to be, like, the innocent, like, village girl, like, sort of thing. Just because, like, every once in a while, I'd be like, I feel like that's supposed to be one of those, like, classic 80s, like, broken English sort of sentences. Yeah. But then right before it, it'd be like, no, I think she's just speaking no, Like, she's just kind of, it's like you, it, it just, I got, wor- it's, again, we always talk about it. It's the canon worry. There's oh, always yeah. a canon worry that it's just like, did you guys just up the racism somehow just a little I bit? I mean, that shit still happens. Yeah, where yes. people are like, just give it a little bit more, you know, mm, make just... it more urban. <laughs> yes, exactly. She got the equivalent of make it more urban. Yeah. Like, make it more country, country girl Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> something or other. Um, uh, They're at the bar. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, wait. So, wait. Is this, is this when they get to the bar? Uh, it's a little bit, I mean, where we left off before, right? Right. We're, we were talking about the underwater training and all that. Stuff. Oh yeah. Because I am a sucker for that fake pan flute. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> fucking such a fucking, he, Ooh. every time he plays an instrument, it is such a synth. Yeah. That it like hurts me almost like, yeah. cause I love it so much, but I'm like, it is so synth. It's very synth. It's like out of the box synth. Yes, that's the. I think that's, that's what it the is. thing. It's yeah. when like it's, it's when like ambient new age snobs are like you're just using the presets. Yeah, and it's like yeah, I mean they really were there. Like you know, uh, at the at least Kate Bush like futzed with the Fairlight presets. You got to Trent Reznor that shit. You got to Trent Reznor. You can't just baby. do it out of the box. You got to yes. create your own sounds from. That's the why sounds. the guy stopped doing soundtracks. He was just like, I I just like doing out of the box, man. I'm gonna go teach. Yeah, he's like, what? I just went down to Guitar Center, bought a Casio, and now I'm gonna use it. What? What the fuck? That's what it does feel like is that Shen has all the fucking. He's got access to a Guitar Center credit card, <laughs> so he's just buying all the shit on layaway. Um, <laughs> Uh yeah, he got his fucking Fred Flintstone, sh- Fred Fred Flintstone shorts. Um, yeah, uh, I'm and- training, Barney. <laughs> Pretty good, Fred. Uh, I do love that he still has his high waisted khakis for when he wants to seduce a woman. Oh yeah, uh, yeah he knows classic. he knows where the money maker is. he he picks those. Okay, he picks those pants because he knows that's where you're gonna see the buns, hun. Exactly. That that that's all he thinks about. He's like, "How am I butt looking it?" That's all he cares about. And you know what the answer is? Good, great, all the fucking, fucking time. Buns Jesus just like Christ, yeah, bouncing quarters off that shit. When he's just- fighting <laughs> Tong Po at the end, wearing like loincloth, oh, yeah. like you get a good look piece. at that ass. When you he's rolling around, cheeks. his butt yeah. is just hanging out. It's just out. It, like I mean. Look, give the audience what they want. He's a great fighter. Not bad to look at, but honey, those buns, oh. all day, every day. <laughs> Fucking Sir Mixlot wrote a song about those buns. Um, <laughs> the splits, like, yeah. Well, well, but anyway, but like, you go, they go to the bar. Oh, I have to say, though, because I think this before. No, the they bar, go to the bar. <laughs> when they go to the bar. When he is trying to, he's wearing his relaxed fit khakis and he's talking to her in the moonlight that one time. Uh, it's amazing because he's like, yeah, and then my family got divorced and uh, I was pretty sad after that. And she's like, hmm, I get it. I remember when my entire family was taken away by the military and I was orphaned as a baby. And it's just like, I almost want to be like, no, no, but yeah. your story's sad too. 
but that is kind of like a maybe it is like a passive way to be like yeah i totally get it this happened just to kind of not undercut it but just to be like hey hey guy it reminds me of like when i went to romania uh with my wife and we were on a train and we were like you kind of sit with just whoever's in front of you and we're like in a four piece and there was like a boyfriend and girlfriend and the girlfriend didn't speak any english totally made sense uh and she's just on her phone and then the boyfriend was basically just like yes i I remember when like life was a little tough like i I, my family was like put into a prison and this he's like listing off all these like equivalent of that and he really did just sum it up with just like it was tough and i was just like not gonna bring up my family issues uh not the place luckily he started talking about metallica and then i was just like yeah, right, okay we, we got talk something to talk about okay good 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 <laughs> yeah i um i uh black album reissue coming out soon um oh it is yeah wow. box set okay uh probably won't drop the money on it but i'll yes. listen but uh, i i that's the way i feel whenever like i'm talking to other parents and stuff and they're like boy you know raising a kid like you know a baby during the baby thing like that was really hard you know all those nights and stuff and i always feel like they're like how was it for you and i always feel like hesitant to be like uh well i was going through cancer treatments and my wife got hit by a car and broke her leg and uh we had to raise an infant uh while i was doing chemo and uh, my no wife no was- sleep training's real tough yeah it's real tough when you got yeah i get it <laughs> I mean, hey, man, as they say in swingers, we all have stories. Yeah, we do. (laughs) I'm going Um, down to, yeah. I also, though, love just to say, like, I love when JCVD in these movies, it's like, in this, his flirting lines are, is this what he thinks flirting sounds like? Or is it him just trying to remember his lines? Because they're kind of like this weird, broken up, like, I'm going to need all the help I can get. And you're like, are you just trying to struggle through this? Or is that how you flirt? Because immediately she's making out with you after in this idea. I think maybe it's a little bit of both that he probably watched like movies where there's flirting and there's like a little bit of that, like kind of, you know, uh, mm-hmm. sing songy, you know, yeah. approach to it. And I think maybe it's it's probably a little bit of both. Yeah, definitely. Because he's like thinking about like, oh, I have to make he's in his head. He's like, I have to give the appearance of flirting. And while he's doing that. He he is like, oh, fuck, I have to remember my lines, too. But he's yeah. thinking about the acting style. And then, I don't know, I've been there, JCVD. I, I get, get it. it I get it, man. I get it. I, get it. Yeah, um, I, know. I do love... So the training's great. This is right before the bar. We'll get to the bar. The then training the montage bar. is so good. Uh-huh. Like, and then they go to the bar. Then they go to the bar. <laughs> uh, he's doing split things. They're fucking stretching out his legs. It's super painful. Oh, my like, God. Yeah, that is like, so... It ain't going to be painful soon. We know what you can do, buddy. Oh, yeah. Uh, dropping coconuts on his stomach. You and me got to start doing that to each other. Yeah, after that's how we work podcast. out. We're workout buddies. That's what we're going to do now. <laughs> They're like, you're not losing any weight. You're just getting bruised. You weird, fucked up bruise. You have bellies. internal bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's good. Uh, but, and I... and. I mean, I also was like, what is the psychological thing with me that I could just watch him train for just hours? It's oh, not yeah. just that he's just a hot dude training. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's just like, I really could just like, I, I love it. I just, I could, it could be a super cut of it. And it'd just be like, all right, that's what I'm going to watch tonight. I think it's because we've watched so many action movies. And mo- one of the most satisfying parts of action movies that we love mm-hmm. is the training montage. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I guess there's something so satisfying because there's always a great, song Song. or score to it yeah it always is like 
a cool passage of time where yeah. it makes you feel good yeah. because there's something being achieved. And there's also like yeah, a, a life is about not really achieving much with projects. Yeah. And it's like watching someone actually achieve actually something. Achieve it. <laughs> they're um, working on it. It's someone going from like, I'm going to break my leg kicking this fucking bamboo tree to like, he gets threatened to get kicked out. And then he's like, what about your brother? And he's like, come on, come on. Which I, I could literally watch that for hours. Yeah. Like JCVD screaming. I've talked about before, but oh, yeah. I love yelling anyways. It's my favorite thing in the Speaking world. Speaking of blood sport. Yeah. Speaking of blood sport there, this movie was like, Oh, you liked when he screamed and you liked when he slow motion screams. Yeah. We're going to do it all the time. Yeah. And when he's doing that, like I fucking, I mean, he does that move too. When they're doing the fight, and it's the constant kick back and forth of oh, the yeah. guts. And he's like, come on, come on. Love that. It's yeah. like my my bread and butter. <laughs> it's everything I could want in it. It should be your ringtone. I, 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 by the way, I spent, I don't know, an hour trying to figure out how to put the Delta Force theme song <laughs> as a ringtone. And I was like, why do you make this so complicated, iPhone? I, they've made it so, well, I won't get into it. Just adding music that's not bought off of iTunes so is a uh, fucking yeah, nightmare. Um, anyway. uh, but yeah, so whatever the music is so good when he's knocking this shit down and then and when he fucking gets the co- coconut in his stomach and he's from a really high and he just goes i'm okay yeah. <laughs> so awesome super yeah uh so yeah let's get to his biggest uh training move we're gonna bring him to the bar well uh, uh, let's go to afterwards um okay cool <laughs> <Just> <laughs> You're right, you're right, Frank. You're right. I, what am I talking bar. about? No, but the bar. So his plan, this is what I want to talk about. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. His plan was to take no, him. you're wrong. Okay. No. <laughs> so his plan. No, is- Jeff, it's fine. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's cool. It's whatever. cool, Jeff, whatever. Um, no, but he, he uh, I, I got distracted by your tape collection. Nice uh, little tape collection you're building up. Anyway, gotta so go to the, gotta go to the post offices. Some I sold some the other day. So I'm just saying that like this will connect because of the jukebox and yes. whatever. Yeah. So what's his plan to get him there to get him like just pissed, just drunk, to where he could barely stand or do anything, and then he's like, "Are you a good dancer?" I thought this was part of the train. I thought this was part of the training where the dancing is like part of it where he'd point out being like see how you move and all this stuff but no <laughs> he goes over to like different fighters in this i guess uh fighter bar right um where freddie lee is too gotta love that fighter bar yeah this is where all the fighters go to it's their mcmanus yeah uh, exactly yeah. once you're done at pussy power or whatever you, you go, go to mcmanus to, yeah. uh, or this uh bar yeah and so he tells we find out later that he like insulted like told them whatever we'll get to that but so he's dancing yep and uh do they show that he's drunk beforehand to kind of cover up the fact that he's not dancing great or does he think like no this is great dancing because this is a meme. This is a gif. Yes. That you see. Is, if you look up JCVD, this is yeah. one of the if like. If you GIFs don't that know Kickboxer, up. you know the dancing. Yeah. Doesn't he do that in another movie too? I mean, it's not far off from the break-in move, which is right. more of like a the, like arms shimmy, out. Yeah. yeah, shimmy. But this is like him just like clapping a little bit out of rhythm. Well, also, it's like I wonder what song they used on set that day, and I'm sure it's slightly different. Right. Than, they probably did use the James Brown. <laughs> song that this is imitating. I mean, I will say the one woman next to him distracts from him because she is so not paying attention That's to what true. she's doing. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I don't know. The weird the dancing is a weird part because it does seem like it should be part of the training. It does seem like it's supposed to be like, let's see if you still have all this kind of rhythm and moves while you're completely trashed and if you can integrate it into fighting because then you'll move like a snake when you're in the ring. But it seems like the, yeah, the dancing might have been an afterthought from the trainer of just like, you know what? I'm going to fuck with them. Or uh, JCVD said, you know what would be great is if I, I really love dancing. I mean, in real life, I think that's the case. I think JCVD was just like, you know what's going to make this really fucking fun? I mean, maybe it's supposed to be... I mean, it's supposed to be kind of comical. I think it's supposed to be maybe a nod to Drunken Master. Right, that's like, what I was thinking, thing, yeah. And like, which is, so it's got to be a little bit funnier, and maybe that's where it, like it's like something to do in there. But, I mean, it is such a insane dance. Yeah, because the fighting I get, right? Yeah. It's being like, if you can fight this wasted... And the fighting's and great. He's got it's, fucking it's so good. double kick backwards Dude, and fucking... Yeah, that whole fight scene's awesome. But it's amazing that all the things that he got trained for, he didn't learn from the trainer. Like when he, he starts doing weird it. side double punches and you're oh, like, man. wait a second, what the fuck? This didn't happen in your training. Um, that we saw. That we saw. Maybe we just haven't seen it all. That's uh, how they work, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Montages. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I because he does work in so many moves, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he does the splits. He does like a very... Uh, 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 exploitive, like I'm trying to think of the word, like egregious, right. like yes. I don't know what the, the term egregious. I do think of the words, like it doesn't really even need to be splits, but you're working them in. Like, but he's like, just, yeah, just bouncing that ass, yeah, just nonstop, just fucking bouncing that tight, fucking that tight, bounce a quarter off that <laughs> just bouncing like, ass, just bouncing it on that floor, just like his balls just slapping it too. <laughs> oh my god, his poor <laughs> testicles. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do think I. I think that's interesting just bringing that up just because it's such a integral part to the scene, but also feels like a secondary thought uh, where maybe it was just like, oh, you know, what would jazz this up. Um, I mean, it's amazing. I, no, no matter what way it works, I'm glad it happened because we are left with that just like magical dancing that can't even really be talked about. Like, it's just like you have to like see it. To believe it. To believe it. Like, cause it's just like you think you know weird dancing, and it's like he finds new ways to do moves, and the look on his face is just so ecstatic. Yeah, he's doing so it. happy. He's joyous like a little child. Like, he really, I, I also felt bad because I was like, oh man, he, uh, he just totally used those bar patrons as bait. Yeah. But then you find out later they were fighters, and you're like, oh, okay. Which helps. Cause yeah, it was all led like, up Zian, to like, I, uh, Zian, Zian? Uh, Xian, Xian, yeah, Xian, yes. Where he's like, yeah, he's just using them as bait, but then it's like, oh, okay, they were fighters. It's okay. Yeah, because he wants to trick Freddie Lee, or not trick him, but convince him that he should start to get into the circuit. Yeah. So then he's like, see what my guy can do. He was drunk. Let's do some real fighting. He told those other that, guys that his that uh, he said that their mother has sex with mules. <laughs> right. You why did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> why did that scene? The delivery is so fun to me because of him being like, those guys. Why did they come after me? Why do they not like me? And it's like. JCVD buddy, drunk buddy. is a wild idea of what drink is. So drunk, yeah. Who doesn't even uh, drink. Yeah, the, like, who else did that? There was some other movie, or maybe it was JCVD. I want to say it's another JCVD yeah, movie. Yeah, where he loves to play drunk, but it's a very, like, wild... Yeah, because wasn't that... Um, Might be Cyborg. I mean, it's close to 
Schwarzenegger in True Lies when he gets that truth serum. Right. He's like, first they're gonna torture you. <laughs> then they're gonna kill you. Yep. We're gonna die. <laughs> like, he's like very thing. like, yeah, old um, school hiccup. Yep. Ex- yeah, he's w- pink <laughs> elephants, yeah. <laughs> he's fucking uh, Foster Kane. Foster Brooks. Foster Brooks. Yeah. Foster Brooks. Um, uh, so yeah, he ends up fucking, uh, he's gonna fight and uh, he does really well. Uh, he does. There's a crazy amount of not fighting in this movie in a weird way. Yeah. I realize, like, I think because in your mind you think of Bloodsport and it's like nothing but fights, which I think is why like tournament style, is so yeah. awesome. It's just like tournaments of fighting, so that's where you're gonna get. Yeah, this is mostly training and then a few fights. Yeah, yeah I mean, didn't see it, but I think it wasn't that the problem people have with New Mortal Combat, where you're like, there's not. Mortal yeah, there's Kombat. no tournament. Like, there's like it's uh, whatever. Yeah, that that movie, I had fun watching it high, but it wasn't like didn't know. even see it because I heard that there wasn't that, and I was like, all right, no. never mind then. There's some cool parts, uh, but I do like that. Like, yeah, I love that. Uh, the trainer is also like a good marketing genius. He's like, hmm, <laughs> what I'm gonna do is start a chant of Nexukau, which means White Warrior, uh, and that's gonna be his thing, and that's gonna piss them off, Freddie Lee, off enough that he's gonna be like, I want Tom Paul. Yeah. <laughs> That is just white knighting at its best, right? Oh my God. Where they're all of a sudden people are like, we're into this white guy. No, I mean, there's enough problems with white guys coming in and yeah. just like totally. But, but it's the same move as Bloodsport. You know, yeah. it's like Frank Dukes comes in. I mean, this is also like a movie of liars, too. So it's just like, uh, uh, but it's the same as like Frank Dukes coming in. Everyone all of a sudden going, Dukes, Dukes, Dukes. Yeah. Like, it's like everyone's on board. At least in Bloodsport, and I guess you can make that argument. They're got like they're if they're betting, they want to bet on the guy who's going to get them the most money, which is ultimately what the Kumite is about <laughs> is betting. Uh, yeah, it's it's lost its uh, actual original appeal. It's about the money now. It's you know, it's kind of sold out. Um, but why isn't baseball good anymore? <laughs> Thank you. Um, it is just kind of weird that they're. One fight. It only took one, one fight. fight. And then he's just like, I want Tong Po. And they're like, just <clears throat> kicking Freddie each other Lee in the ribs. Doing a fist and just being like, yes. Yep. Yeah, just kicking each other ribs. And it's like, yeah, I guess he's good enough. Let's do this. Let's do it. Yeah, let's let's make it happen because he can see those dollar signs. He knows. He knows. Exactly. And he's like, we're going to go old school and we're going to fuck this white guy up. <laughs> yes. And well, and that is so like it. I mean, his brother is jerky. I mean, I thought, I thought his, I thought this was gonna be a whole thing, uh, about his brother because his brother read the thing and he got like he crumbled up the paper, right? Yeah. And I thought maybe this is my cynical brain and my cynical take on the world, but I thought the brother was jealous. I thought that I was thought so too. I thought that was gonna be a whole thing where he's like, I'm in this wheelchair, my brother's getting better, and now he's gonna, you know, fight this fight and he's get he's better than me now, and how dare he? I thought that's what gonna be it. But then you find out it's a, it's hard because he's not a great actor and he only knows one tone. Because he's not a great actor, even up until you literally bringing this up right now, I know that they basically like he has the whole thing of like, you're gonna get hurt, don't yeah. do this sort of thing. I still have it in my brain that that's part of it but that's that he's jealous because it comes across as that it comes across as that but it's like you find out it's like no he just doesn't want him to be killed and like be in a wheelchair beside him or even worse right yeah that's what he says but then you're like 
I get none of that. I I thought you were just because even when he gets there and everybody else is like excited about him being there, like I'm gonna cook my you know snake thing, and everybody's like kind of joking and laughing, and he looks so serious. Gonna make jungle survivor quiche. Yeah, (laughs) cobra heads. But then he looks at them like whatever. I want to, and then even when he wants to talk to his brother, I thought he was good because then Van Dam twists the knife and says. Even better, I'm even better than you. Yeah, I know. Wow, the way right. he says it too. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, calm, calm down. You got really cocky here. Yeah. and I thought that was going to be a moment where his brother tries to bring him down to earth. There's he, a couple hanging the- Chad plot movements in this. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? There is the like. I do think that. I do think there's a touch of the brother is jealous and we're going to go into this. I do think you there's think a touch so, or is of that actor Van Damme has gotten cocky and needs to be brought back down to being a human. Like, But he doesn't get back. I know. That's the thing. It feels like it's just these touches that are like, maybe we could do this. And then they're like, eh, fuck it. Let's just get back to the like the main fight. Yeah. Like, essentially. Because that would be part of a story arc, a character arc of like his hubris. He gets, you know, mm-hmm. way too cocky. And then something humbles him completely that he then realizes the lesson he needs to learn to like be the ultimate yeah, warrior. Yeah, I sometimes wonder if, uh, sometimes being literally right now, um, if uh, there was a longer version of this and there were more fights. Oh, yeah. But they went, leaned into the training montage, got, got rid of some of the fights, and we don't have the moment of him being humbled back again. Maybe. Because um, uh, it also just like, it almost like touched upon just the brother is just bored. Like there, and he's like, "You're not paying attention to me anymore." Like I'm sitting over here playing cards, and you're doing silhouette fighting in <laughs> Which the is Stone beautiful. City. It yeah. looks so good. And then like you're gonna go off and fight against flaming swords, which is gonna Dude. vaguely be put together when Tong Po comes at me with a fucking uh, a flame flame yeah. at the end. That uh, with a torch, yeah. Uh, but that that shot of them training when he's got the the hot poker things. Yep. It, I think that's the best shot of the movie because it looks gorgeous. Awesome. I thought I wrote that down. I was like, this is the best shot of the movie. Um, but yeah, that, that was a little bit like, huh, okay. Yeah. Another hmm, okay was when he creeps up on her while she's picking the flowers before the uh, the the the, the uh, rain bone. Yeah. Uh, it's just the look on his face was so kind of just creepy. So, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so speaking of that uh, poor woman, so this is where the shift of like where I was like, oh, maybe this is one of the reasons it never stuck with me as much as a kid as like one I want to rewatch a bunch. Yeah. A little hat on a hat that they need to kidnap Miley. A little? Have just a. It's a fucking you know bowler. What? It's no, a, it's no, a Frank, fucking I'm going to say something crazy. Maybe I'm the first one to say it. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe a slight hat on a hat, a little tiny baby hat, like one of those hats you get from Dairy Queen when you get the <laughs> when you get the baseball Sunday. Oh man, it's like that size. Of did they need to kidnap Miley and have Tongpo rape her, and have it be that she then doesn't tell him because she doesn't want Van Dam to get his head out of the game uh, sort of thing. It also worried me too when uh, it's revealed when he has that fucking awful line about like her bleeding, you know, uh, and yes. and he realizes like what happens in that moment. Tell me! Tell me! <laughs> yeah, and he goes, tell me! And I was like, no, I thought he was going to like blame her. I thought he was going to like put the blame on her and it was going to no. be this whole... What he was going to do is just be like, all right. Uh, we're going to move past this. Uh, I'm going to win. 
But that's uh, the way Winston was too when she told him. He was just like kind of like so flippant about it. I was like, uh, somebody, nothing, <laughs> somebody, fucking just just be a human. I mean, this is a, this movie is a good example of uh, how we treat uh, victims of sexual abuse, yeah. uh, etc. Um, yeah, because it's such a unneeded plot move. It it truly like we get it like how much of a vicious like. I mean, he he paralyzes his brother. Paralyzes his brother, kidnaps the brother, kills the dog. Yeah, or you, tries to kill the dog. Tries to kill the dog. Yeah. Don't really need to add uh, we rape, really don't. rapes his girlfriend and is a plot move that is hardly touched upon because it really doesn't affect anything. It's just plopped in there. That's, that's I think that's, and I never, I'm not a, I never think that it's, I'm not an advocate for it. And I know it's a, it's a, it's a powerful uh, piece of storytelling for motivation. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I'm not saying it's a powerful, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. in certain stories, it is like a quote unquote motivating factor for certain characters, but it has a heavier weight and it has more of a central uh, element to the plot, right? Literally means nothing. nothing. <laughs> it's plopped in there. So just second thought that they're like, hey, let's throw this in there. So it makes it even more vicious, like makes them even Same more. Same brainstorm like- where they said, hey, I should dance. Right, this drug scene, they're also like, "Oh, you know what? By the way, let's also rape my league." And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, that'll be cool. We'll just do that quickly. Like, we'll do it as a pickup shot for a half day shoot." Yeah. Uh, and and then they'll be, and then they talk to the writers, and they're like, "Should we have it affect anything?" And they're like, "Nah, yeah. we already have enough stuff." <laughs> well, you know what? I'm actually thinking, as the writers, we don't need it. Like, we already have the dog. Yeah. The dog could be enough, but we're going to kidnap the brother, too, and then have a triumphant moment where he has to uh, pull the fight, and then the brother comes back, and then he's going to go full JCVD on him. It does say a lot, though, that they're like, no, the dog survives. I know. Yeah. <laughs> After the, that The fact. woman gets raped, the dog survives. Yeah. Like, rough move. Um, I will say, I mean, that's also... I did just write, no, don't stab the dog. <laughs> yeah, I did that too. <laughs> um, uh, one, I'm just thinking about those gloves. It takes so long to put those rope gloves on before they dump them into resin and then put the glass on and then Tong Po licks the glass. Yeah, which is just cuts gross. Stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it shows him how bad he is. Yeah, I was like, I was like, does that show how bad he is or just that he's kind of grody? Um, Wouldn't he be, what if he like did that and he's like, oh, wow, 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 <laughs> why did I do that? It's like a paper cut. It's like a paper cut. Um, he drinks lemonade after. <laughs> I wonder. I mean, it's also like the whole idea. It's kind of a classic move where it's like the idea of we're going to fight in the ancient ways is cool. Yeah, I, I thought that was a good. I Yeah, go, go But ahead. also kind of just doesn't make any sense. It's just kind of like a thing that's happening for coolness sake. Yeah, it, it just you have to elevate. I, I appreciated that fact. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it would have been cool still if they returned to the ring. But like you got to up the ante. Yeah. And how do you do that? Ancient fighting. Well, like, the weird part, though, is, I mean, besides the fact that they have this ancient ring that is crazy and underground or whatever they up the ante but then i think this is also to me is one of the problems of this movie and in the third act especially is when most of the movie is training there's not as much fighting as you would imagine out of all of out of the few fights we have that one is kind of a hobbled fight (laughs) like because the whole point is i've i've bet a million bucks on tong po uh i'm going to kidnap your brother and if you've got to make it a good show but then lose the fight uh or i'm gonna kill him slowly 
So out of the like three fights we've got, half of the fight is just JCVD getting, getting his ass the kicked. shit out of. Yeah. And then it is supposed to play out at the end. It does play out. It's like a fun fight after, but it's like just a weirdness to that kind of idea of that. If we don't have as much fighting as you would actually imagine in a kickboxer film, and most of it is him getting his ass kicked, which I guess you can make an argument that it's like a Rocky style, like underdog comes up, but not really. It's just more of like a plot thing that has hobbled him. It's it's a plot point that is supposed to create tension, right? Right. But what it did was made me impatient. Yes, that's the thing. Because <laughs> I, I knew, I knew. Cause you knew of, it's going to change. You, you knew. knew. Like he's going to come back. It would be crazy. And it felt like they right. really kind of like drug it out. Yeah. Especially with the, the, the brother's rescue scene when they would cut back and forth. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I yeah. know. Okay. I'm, he's Can we get it moving? Yeah, oh, it was... he's there. And then Winston's showing up and Winston's in silhouette and he's got guns and he's murdering people. Yeah. And and it's that's the crazy part is because it feels like a delay, it's even crazy that the guy who tried to kill the dog gets a meat hook in <laughs> right his to crotch. The nuts. Yeah. And it's more brutal than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And still at that point, I'm like, can we get back to the fight? That's what we're here for. It's Kickboxer. <laughs> right. Not POW fucking, the Escape. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's not, it's not fucking POW the Escape. It's not fucking uh, Meat Hook to the Crotch. It's not Cobra, whatever it is. I want kickboxing. But so it is exciting when finally he can cut the ropes. I don't know why he needs to cut the ropes. I guess because that's what he's used to with the fighting. Yeah, they don't. I think it's just he doesn't want to be hindered by their rules. If all bets are off, then he want. I, I don't. I think it's just like, hey, that's just pure man. Yeah, maybe that's the idea. Be well, a fist, right? But then it is such. It's both awesome fighting and very goofy. There's yeah. that one. I mean, is it? It's to JCVD that Tong Po does the like, basically like speed back on his yeah, face, yeah. like which he was doing the move that he did earlier. Maybe that is where it pays off because that he's doing little little, little tip taps. Yeah, little tip oh, taps. maybe we got the tip taps. It isn't about that, um, but really, isn't it about strength and power? <laughs> Still at the end, yes. So, um, but yeah, I I just think like the. I mean, the slices actually made me wince. The glass actually oh, yeah. did make me wince. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. rough. Made me Pete wince. Made me Pete wince. Uh, it made me fall out. Boy. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was just an insane amount of punches. And that's where I also was like, what are you doing here, JCVD? Like, yeah. your choreography is... Why did it shift to Goofy Town? Yeah, I got a little cartoonish. Um and his codpiece is so bloody. <laughs> <laughs> Just sopping. Yeah. But we do get a lot of slow-mo yelling. Oh, yeah. Uh, at the end. Him, gra- T- Tong Po grabbing the fire. It's like, it's a little clunky of trying to connect to a training thing. It's like trying to do that move where it's like, I've that. trained for everything. Yeah. And it's because I think it's not connected, really. It's well, just something happening. Answer this for me, Jeff. At a certain point in the movie, uh, I guess it's when they do that first fight, uh, Jian just stops speaking English. <laughs> and everybody has to translate for him. Right. He just refuses to speak English, even though he's been speaking English that whole time. Yes. And he's like, what did he say? And everybody is translating for him. Right. Literally to the end of the movie. What? What's that choice? Is he just... 
is that like some kind of trainer thing or like why <laughs> right. why, why or did That's they the shoot thing. those it's a trainer first? thing you just don't get it or what, did they shoot those scenes first and they're like actually let's make this all oh, right maybe yeah and we were like we can't do this the whole time no one wants to read like no one wants to fucking have translations and this and this shit uh yeah uh did you notice that i i think i think i was too overwhelmed with how awesome never surrender was oh wait (laughs) so here's okay this is even worse because now he picks and chooses because with winston he said there's justice for his dog yes but then he still doesn't it's a little unclear why that choice is made there's a couple unclear choices in this movie yeah and then uh i don't know he beats tong po yeah it just kind of yeah it's a little bit of a fart of an end. It is. It's very much a fart yeah. of an end. Because, like, you, they set up that uh, Freddie Lee went to the drug lord, right? Yeah. To bet, he wanted a million dollars to bet against JCVD. Yep. And we know, like, oh, he's in hot water now, right? Yep. And he, he gets kicked. We have the moment that's, you know, very satisfying where it was oh, like, oh, right. I forgot. <laughs> You know, like that whole thing in a movie where somebody gets their comeuppance. It's not like, you know, little wiener boss man, uh, which is always funny. Um, But the drug lord. Yeah. You still have that drug lord. If he controls everything. Right. You're just getting rid of one guy. But I I guess I've never seen Kickboxer 2, so I don't know if that sets up for the the franchise. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure they solve all the problems that you're bringing up in Kickboxer 2. (laughs) But I mean, like, yeah, does the drug dealer just be like, you know, you took out my best guy and my best man and, you know, uh, you're going down because, you know, is is Kickboxer 2 like taking down an empire? And I feel we're going to have to look up the Wikipedia. I I, I feel very ignorant that I don't know this. I I know nothing. If we're doing this podcast. You know what I mean? Sure. Yes, yes, yes. I don't have faith that they give a fuck. I think they just (laughs) forgot about that guy. And it's all supposed to be that Freddie Lee is going to have to deal with this. Yeah. Uh, Because he's not killed either. He's just. No, and apparently, I mean, it, we have to go off of faith that that head drug lord is just going to be like, I only have a problem with uh, Freddie Lee. I'm going to, I don't care about the rest of you. I'm just going to let you live. And it's like, no, I feel like he's going to burn down the town. Yeah, he's going to make them suffer. Like, store is gone. Like, he's going to be knows? like platoon leader. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, but it doesn't, it, nothing gets addressed. He kind of just punches uh, Freddie Lee and... They all kind of hug each other. And that's the end. And, we just and I almost am like, could picture like that he's like leaning over to Miley and it's just like, <laughs> sorry, you got raped. Ooh. Like, you know, like it's just like because it's so non existent and they're like just kissing, just like, fun, like, just like, ah, it's not cool. Don't yeah, worry all, about everything it. Everything is good. We're, yeah. yeah, we won. My brother's paralyzed. And, and, and there, I almost, you want to have that moment where like Tongpo is beaten. And they all have a moment where they take a breath and are like, was that all worth it? Yeah. Like, all of this was so that he could just beat this guy? Now what? Your brother's still paralyzed. Still paralyzed. I still got sexually... I still got raped. Uh, My dog is maybe still going to die. We're still Well, he was reacting during the fight, which was fun. The dog. That is true. I expected a... (laughs) Um... Yeah, no, it's a little bit of a fart of an end that only gets covered over by Never Surrender, which is an amazing Stan Bush He's song. got a heart of a hero. Got a heart. I mean, and he's singing to us. Really, he's talking about us watching this. We do have the heart of a hero. Um, yeah, I mean, it. it's, again, I'll say one more time, a little bit of a fart of an end. The third act, 
a little bit of some hat on a hat. But is Kickboxer better than I even remember? And I remembered it fondly. I think so. I think it's fucking great. <laughs> like, yeah. It's what you said at the beginning. If you're thinking of JCVD, this is it. Like, it's Kickboxer and Bloodsport. Like, top of the list. Like, you know, uh, uh, definitely top three. I mean, are we? did we miss anything about Kickboxer? I put down, when we're talking about the brother being jealous, I, I wanted a scene where he, the brother does like kind of 4th of July, you know, born on the 4th of July style, like being like, come on, fight me, come on, you know, like you'd be yeah. like, you think I can't kick your ass too? And then he like falls out of the chair and he's yeah. like, oh, <laughs> it's nothing to live for. I thought it was going to be like one of those like scenes and then JCVD is like, you're still powerful because he like, he does fight in that scene where that 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 scene where they rescue the brother is little home alone right because when he drives the car or when he uh rigs the car to drive through uh the barn or whatever that they're at <laughs> there's a scene where like it it uh uh kicks up a plank and hits a guy in the head like boing i forgot about that <laughs> got goofy again all of a sudden Doing. yeah but i just wrote down that, that's that's pretty much because the other stuff is all like yeah, about yeah. how cocky he got and like um, the hook in the dick. Got it. Yeah, available on Apache Records. Man, yeah, I got to find a copy of it. I, like I said, I might be doing a, a corner on this just on the Spotify, but yeah, I don't know, Frank. I mean, out of 10 cannons, how many cans is this cannon? I'm going to give it a 10. Yeah. This is a, this is a, this is a, I mean, I was kind of surprised at how late it came out. Yeah. 89. I was like really surprised. It's like, this is prime. This is like eighty six through eighty eight canon. Yeah, like this is this fits right there in that like sweet spot of canon. I was surprised it came out as late as it did because this is canon through and through. Yeah, same ten. I mean, it's it's this is what you think about when you think about canon. When if you've got a cursory knowledge uh, and uh, it, it it hits all the tropes, it's it's a wild ride uh, in the most fun way possible. Um, and, uh, if someone gets a line on a cheaper copy of this, uh, soundtrack on vinyl, let us know. Uh, (laughs) we gotta get some copies here. Uh, Stan Bush, you're the best. Yeah. So kickboxer, do it, watch it. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's one of the greats. Um, and, uh, you know, it's also one of the greats. Everyone who's on our Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com backslash the Canon Canon. Oh my God, I did it again. It's, it's not okay. backslash. It's okay. I, is it not? I thought it was, but. It isn't. It's it, not? Nate Smith pointed out yeah, to me. Yeah, I, but I keep hearing other people say backslash as well, so they're I think wrong they're too? messing it up too. Luke, right. Luke Boyle, friend of the pod, but also Patreon member, pointed out that it would drive him crazy. And it's it made him laugh very hard us talking about uh So it's a slash. How we're wrong. Yes, it's okay. a slash. Whatever. <laughs> so slash uh, guns and roses. Patreon.com slash guns and roses, the canon canon. Yep. Uh so yeah, join our Patreon. Uh we've got could have been canons uh always a month early on that. That's right. Uh commentary. Speaking of JCVD. Yeah, we're gonna be doing uh cyborg commentary coming out exclusive. Uh, to Patreon in our first Ask Bronson. Oh, yeah, that's right. We do exclusive videos on there that are only for the Patreon. We've got an Ask Bronson coming out soon. Um, uh, uh, 
should we also we could edit this out should we say that we're gonna be taking a couple weeks off here and we might just have some only on can on yeah you'll you'll barely notice it but yeah there's gonna be a few weeks we take a break because um i'm unemployed and i need to find work yep. i need to work my ass off to hustle uh so i need to focus all my energy on that it's my fault but uh yeah we'll we'll be a few weeks where it's gonna be patreon only content that we've recorded ahead of time we'll have uh, some previews for those of you who aren't uh part of the patreon mm-hmm. uh so you can get a little taste first one's free Ooh. um but yeah so just uh yeah keep that in mind i'm i'm only human and i'm trying to work yes <laughs> and we're only human trying to do a podcast only about canon films yeah. so i mean that's insane uh so yeah uh join the patreon that's going to be a bunch of exclusive stuff on there everyone we appreciate when you join. We could use some more people on there just to help us out doing this. Uh, also, social media. Where are we at, Frank? Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the Canon Canon. Second Canon is one in. And on that note, I'm Jeff Garlock, and I'm Frank Garcia Hale. This is the, the Canon Canon. I want topo. Give me topo. Give me topo.